Welcome to Let Me Tell You Why Welcome You're Wrong. To let me tell you why you're wrong. Proof we can disagree. Proof that we can disagree. No, 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 no. That's not wrong. wrong on so many levels. And still get along. And still get along. That's fair. You know, I think that is true. I think right you're right. That's true. Uh, That's true. I get it. I'm Greg Radcliffe. My name is Morgan. All right, here we go indeed. Hello. Good day. How's your day? It's good. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful day in Idaho, correct? It really is. I uh, I got to tell you, I did, you know, we before any of this, uh, you know, gyms being closed type situation, I think I told you, I, I bought all this stuff. I decided at the beginning of the year in January that I'm going to cancel my gym membership mm-hmm. and I'm going to just spend... Uh, more than what I would spend in a year at the gym, but I would buy all like the power cage and the plates and everything that I would need to do a whole bunch of basically my full amount of workouts. So today I typically work out by myself in the morning cause I work from home. But uh, on Saturday today I, t- I told Cassandra, I'm like, let's work out together. You know, we'll give the kids their tablets and we'll work out together. I'll create like a circuit. And I typically lift for strength as you could probably attest cause that's what Brian does probably a lot more. So I'm doing like sets of like four to six, maybe eight, but yeah, we did a circuit that was like basically like a hit circuit that had like three workouts that we would just cycle. It was just, and I was, I like, I was almost going to throw up in my own garage. I'm like looking around like where, if this gets dicey. We, um, we worked out this morning too as a couple. It's kind of random that we both did that. Yeah. Only we went over to our other brother Dave's and we did because we don't have the setup like you two do. So we borrowed yeah. his. But we did lunges up his hill with Ooh. 75 pounds. So my booty's going to be burning. Yeah, we did uh we did we did this one in the in the circuit because it was designed really for like it wasn't like high weight, but it was we did you know what a Bulgarian split squat is? Where you mm. put one leg behind you on the bench. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you squat down. That's a Bulgarian split squat. Well, we did those, but one of the, and it was a sequence of three different types of workouts. One was, you know, different parts of the body, but the leg one, that one we did jumping where you Ooh. basically go down and you jump up and no, you land on your you. foot. I got to tell you, I, I wrote it down. I prepared it. And then when we actually got to do it, we did our first round and that's the workout that I ended the sequence on. Yeah. And then we would rest for like a minute. And then I was like, that is the dumbest work. I mean, it's good, but it's a bad good. Do you know <laughs> you what I mean? Like, what was I thinking? Like this sucks. Anyways, so anyway, hurting. So let's get started. Um, just want to remind everybody. Sorry for that random tangent of a story, but I just want to remind you that uh, thanks for listening. Actually, start with there. Then remind yeah. you, remind you that uh, you know if you're just listening to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, remember that we are also available on YouTube. If you feel like you want to watch us, if you're just watching us right now, just remember that you can always take us with you with the anywhere you get podcasts that we are available. So. Other than that, I think uh, we have a little different, before we get started, today we're talking about, uh, what are we talking about today? Um, We're talking about racism. And who better to talk about racism than this guy and that girl? Perhaps maybe somebody, go ahead. Nothing, I know you think, I, I actually think that we are I mean, we're going to do, are we just jumping into it? No, we're going to, I just wanted to, I, I was, 
we got one little thing to cover real quick. We got some. Yeah, we've been asked to PSAs. do some public service announcements. Yes. So uh, by no one. So. By no one. So instead of sponsors this week, we have been asked to do public service announcement or PSAs. Um, so do you want me to go first? Which one did you want? I'm gonna. Right. I'm gonna go first. Why don't you go first, and you just I'll just. The first uh, company that or organization uh, that asked us to do a public service announcement is the American Beef Council. While beef may be what's for dinner, uh, it really shouldn't be what's for breakfast, unless you're, uh, of course, in an old Western film. That's true. If you ever had that, people were like, I want a T-bone steak and eggs. What? Yeah, I kind of do now. (sighs) You know what I want? I want a bunch of red meat sitting in my gut all day. Do you have that? Thanks, American Beef Council. You're delicious. Mm-hmm. Not you, the council, the beef that you provide. Well, the council just may be delicious. They might be full of just these delicious mm-hmm. little, little members. This is the prettiest council I've ever seen. Hey, next one, PSA from Teachers of America. Uh, this, is, this is from them directly, and they say, I know it may seem like we aren't doing much during this quarantine in times of remote learning, in quotes. And we want to assure you, as the Teachers of America, we are not. Mm-hmm. Jack shit is what we're doing. So thanks, teachers, for just helping us reaffirm our suspicions that you're not doing a darn thing during this time. Now, to be fair, globally know. and across the United States, they may be doing something. In West Ada, they ain't doing shit. No, West Ada School District in Idaho. If anybody's from Idaho, I apologize if you work for them, but you need to understand these packets that we're getting from River Valley School, and it's probably different in every school. Uh, they were put together by somebody who had their eyes closed and were sorting these packets with their toes. You know what I find really interesting is that if there's this uh, website, education.com, that's been providing free packets. I mean, you have to pay for it normally, but they're providing free packets. Their packets are more in depth um, than the ones on that we've been getting from the school. I get like these, these PDFs, you can go to the school and pick them up. They're like 130 pages. They have like this really convoluted um, system of, to go through and some of the worksheets are like handwritten and Sharpie and then just scanned in. And mine, it says, are, mine are like 30 pages and you could literally complete it in a day. Yeah. And they're well, like, it lasts all week. Yeah. And Audrey's last, my daughter who's nine who's in third grade. She gets these packets and they, they are supposed to last all week. The amount of time she actually in a day doing what they say on the list maybe takes her 45 minutes. Exactly. And, and they'll like block for out minutes. for like, for like math, they'll give them like 10 pro- math problems and they, they have blocked out like an hour for it. And I'm like, yeah, is this what you guys do at school? Yeah. This is, it's crazy. Dumb kids at school. So anyways, those teachers ain't doing anyways, nothing. So I know that you kind of made a joke that you think who I talk about it. did make a joke, but I was being very joking because I, I also, no, I know. Oh, go ahead. Well, cause I was going to say, I actually do feel like, it's the responsibility of white people to talk about it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't know how you get rid of it if white people aren't willing to talk about it and first of all, accept it instead of just denying it. Sure. And I don't think that uh, just because you're not a certain thing doesn't mean you can't have a perspective on something. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, seriously, like I can't, I may not have as good a perspective as oppression of women in the forties, but I could certainly have a perspective or, or a take on it as an educated, smart, reasonable person who has common sense. So in, in, when, in terms of racism, certainly uh, we need to be having a conversation about it. Um, 
Yeah. So where do you want to dive in? We've got some, we, 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 we paired out some bullet well, points. Well, I think this is, I think this is kind of a good conversation that we're having. Okay. Um, so I guess my thing is like, you can have a perspective on it. Like you can have a perspective on like anything, women's reproductive rights, all of that. Mm. But if you're not a woman, like you can't have the final say. Well, sure. Of course. I mean, I'm not a policymaker. So, but I can certainly have my opinion, right? Are white men. Policymakers are white men. Mostly. Well, sure. Yes. And that's a problem too. Because, I mean, I think that just to really just summarize into it right now. White men are the problem for everything. I guess. Kill whitey. No, 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 no. That's from Black Sheep. It's quote. Sorry, I ahead. don't know what that was. To Chris Farley. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, Chris Farley. No, I just, I do. I just think, you know, um, but we're talking about racism. And I do think like, there's been a lot recently, I feel like, for instance, like, um, we could talk about the recent killings. The, the killings. Well, let me really quickly. Yes. I think that's where we should start. Maybe we should start with that the top bullet point you had. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, real quick, I want to just talk about, you mentioned something about the the policymakers being old white guys or whatever, typically. Um, and I, I would agree with you that that's a problem if they were making it exclusively on their own. And I think a lot of times they are. But I really think that it, the person who's like, we elect people in the government and we expect them to sort of act on our behalf. And so whether or not they are that, like they're, they're going to make a decision around the you know, racism of, of Hispanic and, and, and black people in the nation, fine. But you're an old white guy who's rich and never had to deal with it. Okay, your job is to make the decisions or to, to direct policies around it. So it's okay if you make that decision, but you had better be in touch with people who are influencing and, and informing your decision who have experienced it. You know what I mean? So like I could be, I could be me in government and be like, I'm going to make a decision to try and handle this or deal with this or a direction to go to deal with this racism that we're dealing with in our community. I can't just go, you know, I was sitting around thinking this is probably what we ought to do. That would be bad. But me going, Hey, I'm going to talk to some of the local community leaders of the different you know, minorities or whatever in the area. And I'm going to say, Hey, listen, what do you guys think should be changed? What are some things that we should do? And then take that to then that's an okay thing. I guess yeah, I just don't think anyone's doing that. Oh no, I don't think anybody's doing that either. I think once people have power in government, once you're an old rich white guy who suddenly goes, Oh my god, I'm in charge of all this shit. I won't give this up. What you want me to do? What? Psh, I'll I'll shake hands, I'll be cordial with back, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so let's talk about racism. As two people who are not policymakers, just two people having a discussion, hopefully we can uh and I think that, you, you know, uniquely we live in Idaho, which is not very diverse. Um, so I don't even think that we have experienced firsthand or seen firsthand a lot of the, like, what the struggles that minorities do go through. Right. We read about it in the newspaper and we see it on TV once the white people are done hiding the videos of it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about, let's, let's pick a specific topic to kind of dive into a little bit. And I think one of the main ones we were, we kind of is in everybody's face now and mm-hmm. of late is uh, sort of the police and law enforcement brutality, murders, discrimination, that kind of stuff. So why don't you lead us off in that direction? 
Well, um, okay, I was talking about Ahmad Arbery, but he wasn't killed by police officers. But there's, I mean, it goes back a long way. So there's Rodney King was the first big one, right? Right. And he was beaten by a police officer. And yeah. luckily it was filmed by somebody and exposed. Yeah. Um, and then that started the LA riots. Because then the officers get off. Like They got off the first, yeah. And that's what started the LA riots. That's so crazy to me because I've I watched the video again. I had seen it before, and you know I I have a people, hard time watching the videos. It's really difficult because I, you know, I, haven't, the, I didn't actually pull it up. I have a hard time. I think it's so. They just keep going. It's almost like somebody who's defenseless, like in 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 any sort of contact sport where you're supposed to hit each other. Yeah. They would have stopped it. And they would have gotten a penalty and They would injected. have gotten arrested. They would have probably been kicked out of the thing. They would have never been able to do that thing again. But in real life, you can just beat the shit out of somebody without repercussion. Right. And this is going to sound kind of crass, and I don't mean for it to sound crass, but there was there's some debate as to whether or not he was on PCP. I guess there was a, uh, which is, I'm not justifying anything, but I'm just going to go in somewhere with this. There's some debate about whether or not he was on PCP. There's there's people that look at his behavior and they say, well, very well could have been. And they said there's a, there's a test they did afterwards that shows that he wasn't um whatever whatever i'm i'm not saying i would accept this but if you're an officer and you you are in a forceful altercation with somebody let's just say because i'm not saying that that was the case here but if you're in a forceful altercation you have to use that baton thing to like just take somebody down so you can get cuffs on them and detain them for whatever reason once is good i mean right whatever does the trick whatever the least the least amount needed to obtain well, the result is what I'm I thinking. mean, so as like a private citizen who, um, and this isn't to get into another topic, but I went through a concealed weapons course. And, you know, one of the things they talk about is like, what is self-defense? And like, you know, there was a lot of people asking questions. Well, if someone breaks into my home and I shoot them, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, is it's like, you can't just shoot somebody or hurt somebody for no reason. And it becomes like this whole thing where like, well, if they're, if you've shot them and they're running away from your home and you shot them and you could feasibly get back into your home safely and lock the door and call the police, but you shoot them till they're dead, then you're going to go to jail for murder. Right. So that's where it's like, well, once you're safe, quote unquote safe. And like, so once the officer was in control of the situation and quote unquote, you know, safe, I don't know how, then he should have stopped. It should have just been, and I think it's weird. I mean, I guess they have to have nightsticks or whatever, but I just think. Well, I mean, I don't know if they had tasers back then as prevalent, but that would have been a better option perhaps because I, and I don't, I didn't I'm excuse myself uh, immensely here or forgive me everybody, because I don't know the whole, I didn't go super in depth. We all kind of know the story, but the, the idea is that I, I just think something, you know, some, but I also feel like even the fact that like there's news out there. Okay. So if there was a test that he was not on PCP, why is there still speculation that he was on PCP? And I don't know. Is maybe to, like relieve guilt or. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. It was weird that they brought that up. Like, okay. So let's say he was right. I understand using force because somebody who's on PCP is uh, crazy and they literally, they're, they're, they, Mind is altered, obviously. They're notorious for actually being uh, against authority. Like they actually go after authority figures when they're on that particular drug. Some drugs will actually make you avoid authority. Some of them actually, in this PCP, I think, does make you go after them. You're violent, rage, you know. So I could see why that might be necessary to have some force. But regardless of that, 
regardless of it. But I don't want to say that he was because you said there was a test that said he wasn't. Well, I, again, I didn't read too much into it, but it, the, the test that says he wasn't was dealt after long enough after to where potentially it was, you know, it wasn't like a drug test. It was like, hey, this was in, was it in his system? Hmm. I don't know. And so maybe he wasn't. So fine. He wasn't. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. The point of it is, I think we're in agreement here. There's not going to be a lot of major debate on some of these specific issues because that was just awful. It's a horrible thing I to do. I guess like, yeah, it was terrible. And I think the riots were warranted. And I think that- The riots were not warranted. <laughs> yes, they were. No. Yeah, they oh were. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> those are children throwing a tantrum. Yes, the decision was Well, they're not children stupid. throwing a tantrum. No. They are. No, I'm surprised people don't riot more often, to be honest with you. Oh my gosh. Well, this is where we disagree. What this this is like I bet It was a it was a disgrace. I would have been rioting with them. Yeah. If I were there. Oh man. Lighting trash cans on fire. So okay. So okay, I am so a it's local business acceptable. It's acceptable for when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And the fans rioted. That was joyful celebration. That was warranted. People were like, they're so funny. <laughs> they're crazy Philadelphians or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when somebody's beaten to like a bloody pulp, unwarranted, they can't protest and riot? But they can. No. I... Listen, I'm not saying that the Eagles riot. There was celebration in the streets. And yeah, there was some stupid stuff done. I'm not even saying that was warranted. I mean, running around gleefully, but breaking stuff, damaging property, um, impacting people's local businesses, whatever, whatever. Those, that's, not, that's not fans celebrating. Yeah, if you want to have your buddies all walking around down the street, hooping and hollering, drinking a yeah, beer. But sometimes I think there has to be a disruption in society, and there has to be like a, like a physical to like get people's attention. Like all, it, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, to be honest with you. I, don't, I would have been there with them. I, I think it's stupid. I think we all have – here's the thing about riots, and here's what people don't understand. The reasoning behind so, it – Idaho, I mean, America's so uptight about businesses. I'm a local business. You can't hurt my local business. How about the fucking body that we just beat to death? Are we, is, are we fine with that? But I can't, like, break your front glass? What if I own a local store and I'm like, I'm just as enraged about that decision. And I go, I'm going to do you know you something do? about you this. You pick your shit up and start throwing it out there too. And you riot with them. Solidarity. That's so stupid. That's so no. dumb. What are you going to, you're going to lose money and you're not going to uh, feed your family? I mean, family? they're going to get their insurance money. Who the fuck cares? Not if you riot. If How you are they going to prove that you're the one rioting? Oh, okay. Well, that's different. I they're white business owners. They're going to get their fucking fraud. money. Well, listen, yeah. you know, now I'm angry or not, rioting is ridiculous. And you guys, it's, a, it's, a, it's the adult equivalent of a tantrum. And here's the thing. It starts with like three or four people that actually have a good reason or not even a good reason. They, have a, they, they, they start doing something that's non-riety. And then what ends up happening is, is a bunch of looky-loos and tag-along guys go, woo, I'm going to get caught up in this too. It's like they are just on for the ride. I have been. So yeah. what would have been appropriate? They're allowed to protest and a hundred percent. Boycott something. Uh, find a way to what undercut something. What should they something. boycott? Police officers? I don't know. I don't know. I, I Take some time. Take a beat. Get with some people maybe in, in your community and, and, and organize something where you guys can all think about it and say, listen, we need to hit, we need to make a statement. No. Not, we they need made to, a statement. We need to set Tom's they made a bodega statement. on fire and yeah. steal a bunch of TVs. And create, you know what I mean? Like, it's just silly. It's just silly. It's like these kids at protest 
in all these different states recently with all this. Did they steal TVs? This, yes, that's what happens. People go, I don't care what we're doing. I'm just excited to be doing this and I need a new TV. Now's my chance. Crash, grab, run. You think, the, you think when people were smashing stuff and breaking stuff, they were thinking, man, this is for Rodney. No, they're thinking, yes, I, I love do. this. No. no, I think they were thinking this is for Rodney. I think they felt oppressed as a minority and I think they felt unseen and unrepresented and unprotected and they were angry. Look, you can say it rightfully real, so. You can say it real dramatic like that, and I agree with it's you. It's not dramatic. I think that's how no. I felt. I'm a white person in Idaho. <laughs> I'm not saying. You know how many times I've been even talked to a cop in a negative way? No, but I'm, I'm like maybe once. I'm saying that, I don't even understand that struggle. So, like, if I if somebody beat you, and then it was filmed and they got off, I'd I'm saying that it too. They no, I'm not saying they don't feel the way you felt, and the way you worded it was great, but. That that is different from just that does not justify a riot in my head. Anyways, I don't think we're going to agree on this. We're not going to agree on rioting. You apparently. Right. Well, if just, anyone wants to riot, I'm down. Just stay away from my house. No, we're coming straight for you. You're house. just going to riot in the streets <laughs> in my neighborhood. Um. Hey, real quick though, one of the things, to... Trey, you had mentioned some other ones. I wanted to. I didn't necessarily. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin's was weird. Because this Florida's stupid stand your ground law is why the guy got off. Did you read about that? I didn't know it. No, I didn't. But I did know that he got off. And did you know he's now suing Trayvon Martin's family for $100 million? Why? Because he says that it was like defamation of character and like fraud and a bunch of stuff. Um, Does Trayvon Martin's family have $100 million? Who fucking has $100 million? Yeah, it's true. Not that many people. But um, I just think it's so ridiculous. Like, that you you did, he did do it. He just was acquitted. Right. Like, there's no question that he's the one that did it. So you did murder somebody. Whether or not you had to serve time for it, it because of some, like, stupid law. But now you're going to sue the family of the boy that you murdered? Right. Well, and, and yeah. There's a special That's a good way to put it. So- for you. This we will agree on because you know what? Just because it's not it's not it's not a defamation of your character if everybody is dragging you through something that says, Yeah, you did this, and you go, I know, but it was okay. It's like, oh, I just happened to beat the crap out of this kitten in an in a kitten beaten zone. Okay, listen, wow. it doesn't change the fact that you beat kittens. You shot somebody, you killed him, who was you shot somebody who was unarmed, and uh, just because there's in the back. Yeah, Florida has this stand That's your ground is, law I- that what does that law mean? Oh, I wrote it down. And I'll just, you know, this is a good time to just tell you that I have always had the opinion that nothing good comes out of Florida for many reasons. I mean, one of them, they have the snake issue. They have sinkholes. If you're, um, yeah. Casey Anthony, like there's just a whole bunch of shit that happens in Florida. Bath salts. I mean. Guys eating people's faces. And then right. some stupid law that allows you to just shoot somebody in the back. And then they they get away with it? Yeah, Florida's okay. Florida's stand your ground law, which permits a person to meet, quote unquote, meet force with force, including deadly force. If he or she has a reason to feel threatened and the confrontation was the cause of the shooting death. So basically, if you feel like there's, like you might die, you're justified with killing. 
meaning I'm going to stand my ground. So you, ju- you can just say, I felt like I was going to die. Yeah. So they use that defense because he was unarmed. Martin was unarmed. Mm-hmm. And this Zimmerman guy killed him. And then they were, the defense was this. The point is, is that I think that uh, that's ridiculous. I think that they should throw out the court case. I don't think you should be allowed to sue a family of somebody that you murdered. I think that that's completely backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. 100%. Like, okay, look, it sucks maybe for you, but you still shot the kid and the family is, they had, they, you had to be tried. You did it, right? I think that is, um, that's a time I'd be willing to go to jail. What's that? If you murder my child and then sue me over it, I'm coming for you. And I'm going to pull some like. You are soon going to not be alive. Yeah. I'm going to like do some like saw type stuff on you and then I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. And it's, I'm going to feel fine with it. Um, So let's, let's, let's mention one more here. Um, Why are we talking about the one that just happened where they hid the. Where they what? where the men chased down Ahmad. Well, I was going to tell you this it. one thing, the, the Jefferson one. Uh, what's, yes. the, what's the first name? I think it's Atatiana. Okay. I apologize to anybody for listening. I don't to actually know how to, that. I don't know how to. Atati, but I read this and basically the Cliff Notes version is she heard a noise in her backyard, she grabbed her gun because her kids was, or yeah, she had a, kid, a child in the house, heard a noise in the backyard, grabbed a gun, looked out the window, a cop was in her backyard because a neighbor called the police. The cop then just, instead of actually announcing themselves, just saw the person, saw the gun, shot her dead. Yes. That is awful. Yes. Uh, The one that most recently happened, that was the guy was just jogging, right? Yes. And then a father and a son thought he, claimed that they thought he looked like somebody who was, or a suspect for a break-in in, in a nearby area. And mm-hmm. so they got in their car and chased him down. And there was a third guy behind them filming the whole thing. And they filmed just basically shooting him. And he was completely unarmed. Jeez. And then they hid. The guys didn't even get arrested until the nation found out about it. Wow. And that's what, that's what I don't understand is why, why does that happen? Right. And so, yeah. I think well, so. All that of these guy was cases a, was a former police officer or something. The guy who shot him. Mm-hmm. The father. Okay, so this that's that's actually interesting. So um, why does this happen? I think first and foremost, let me go on record here. And I think the as much as we've been kind of going back and forth about things like writing and stuff like that, the bottom line is is that I I think that racism sucks, and that sounds really like. Oh, look at me. I'm such a, look, I'm such a stand-up, I'm such a magnanimous guy because I think that racism sucks. But I, I don't have any, there's no justification for these kinds of actions. Now, the only thing I could say is potentially a reason doesn't make it a right reason. Oftentimes, police officers are really, really, really put into very, very tough situations. And they are human beings. It does not make their decision-making, like this guy who's a retired police officer or the, uh, the uh, Tatiana Jefferson they make poor decisions, but they're also the ones that we have put in charge of protecting and, and, and stuff. So if, if something goes wrong, let's say, like we can talk all about it, about cops and things like that, but if something goes wrong in your house, first people are like, I'm calling the police. Or if somebody's threatening you from your front yard, you're gonna be like, I'm calling the police. So we rely on them until it's convenient not to. Now, I don't think that when they make poor decisions, we should allow them to walk like 
beating Rodney King or shooting through a window at a woman who's just seeing what's out there or being retired and running after a guy who you think is a suspect and then shooting him, you know? Well, first of all, yeah, I was going to say like police, police are something different. Like I, uh, I am concerned about the fact that there's are these are just citizens going out and murdering a black male and then they don't even get charged with any sort of crime. Yeah, it's well it's ridiculous and they should be if you're going to become a cop and like in this case obviously with the last most recent one he was a retired police officer but any time that you're in that situation you would hope that a couple things I would hope that a couple things happen. One is that if we're going to join into this agreement that we rely on you to help us and you are truly to serve and protect, like I would say a vast majority of police officers do. But there needs to be an extra level of stringent discipline when you supersede you where you're supposed to go. Meaning you need to know as a police officer that we're going to agree to let you be you as a police officer, but also as a society, if you cross the line where you shouldn't be being you, meaning if you shoot somebody, you know, if you make a poor decision, you're going to have some extra severe consequences. Not be let go because well, you I, need to hold yourself I to a higher I think one standard. thing that you kind of mentioned before is that we rely on police officers until we don't. But I think that's only true for certain people. Like, I don't think that black people rely on police officers because, um, their their relationship with them is different because there is this underlying racism in the United States where they're already like presumed guilty. Well, and this is going to sound really corny, but one, one really good example of it was there's this show called all American, which I'm obsessed with, with mm -hmm. Tay Diggs and the premise of it. I'm sure people have seen it or maybe not, but Tay Diggs played in the NFL he now lives in like Beverly Hills. He has a white wife, so he has mixed race kids. Um, anyways, they're driving their like really nice car through whatever, uh, shoot, I forget where it is. I forget where, it's like one, uh, like a town that's like, like has projects and I don't know, like a not, a not as nice area of town where there's known like gangs and stuff. So he gets pulled over with another boy that grew up in that, that area. And as soon as they get pulled over, the boy that grew up there puts his hands like on the dashboard and like doesn't move. And then the other boy who grew up in Beverly Hills is like, we're not doing anything. It's fine. Like, you know, and he's kind of like not, and the police officer, it escalates very quickly. The police officer's like, get out of the car. And he like slams him down. And um, then the boy that is from that area asked Tay Diggs later in a scene. He's like, why didn't you tell your son how to act around police officers? And he's like, you grew up, you know, the same place as me, you know. And he said, well, I just wanted to like protect him as long as I could from having to deal with that. And that's what I'm talking about. Like when I get pulled over by a cop, I've never once been like, Oh, they're going to pull me out of my car and slam me on the ground. Never even thought that. Man. But black people are like already presumed some level of guilt when they get pulled over. I think that's some, that's true with a lot of minorities as well. Yes, um, and a lot of minorities, sure. not just black people. And so that that's what I'm talking about is when I say like white people need to talk about it, I do think white people need to talk about it because that underlying like conditioning of black and minorities are guilty or to be feared or they're all bad, that's what causes that. 
And so that's not yeah. a black people can't fix that. That's a white person mentality. Yeah, I think if I'm honest, because I think that some of this inherent first and foremost, I'm gonna go on record here in saying, obviously I've mentioned that I don't I don't think that there's any reason why anybody should be any level of racism, the cops, da, 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 da. I don't think America is inherently racist. I don't think that there's this culture of racism in society. I think there is absolutely examples of racist behavior. There are certain groups and sects of society that are racist. Um, I think just as much as we potentially, our mindset works in a certain way to where we might have preconceived notions about somebody based on their race or color or whatever, they, whatever they're wearing, I think that happens going all different directions. And I think that that's just, that's actually biology because you have to look at certain things and you, your mind takes clues and, and determines a situation or that those are factors. But I don't think America is inherently racist. I hear this all the time that like there's this culture, this, there's this, like you mentioned it underlying and I don't, it may be a varying degree, but I absolutely do not think America is a racist nation. And there are a lot of people who are not white guys from middle America right now but other people who are minorities who have been to other countries say you doesn't make it right. But if you really want to talk about the racism that you think is inherent in a country, try just being a woman and going over to some of the middle Eastern countries, just, just go there or try but being a different an, race and going over to the Philippines. This is an argument that I think is just so silly and it happens all the time is when you're talking about one subject and then someone says like, well, have you been to Canada or have you been a woman? Like just because there's lots of challenges in the world, you can't just like push this one aside sure. and say it doesn't exist because women have it bad in Afghanistan or whatever. Like you right. can't, that's, that's a deflection. Well, that's I, like, I that's like a child saying, well, she did it too. Right. Like, and that's, and I agree with you. I agree with you on that because I actually have a saying that I say sometimes too. It's like, it's like getting punched in the stomach and going, well, at least I'm not getting punched in the face. It's like the punching should stop regardless. Yeah. Right. So I agree with you. I'm not, I'm, and that's maybe the wrong way to go with it. But I, I just genuinely believe that, you know, there are pockets and there are certain sects or there are certain things in society. But I also think that one of the challenges we face is that I don't want to say, I don't think we should as a nation should say that we have a racist culture because suddenly that goes, because we don't, for one, I don't believe we do. I think there are absolutely people who are and, and groups and, and whatever, 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 and instances that are of racist intent. But if we start putting these young whether they're Hispanic, African-American, you know, Chinese, whatever, whatever, whatever race, if we start having them grow up in a world where they think the cops are always out to get them and they think that the world is always going to be racist and they're always going to have it harder, you're putting undue restrictions on that kid and you're not doing a good disservice. You're not doing a good They disservice. already grow up thinking the cops are out to get them. I know, but that's only because the culture says that. And what we need to do is we need to change the narrative for these the kids. The culture says that because there's hundreds of examples, though. Sure, but there's also probably millions of them that are not those examples. There are probably examples of well-meaning, well-intentioned families that suddenly probably, have a house break in. They call it, but day. those don't be news, and those aren't what is in the zeitgeist and in the world out there. So, I, again, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying when we start labeling a whole country as something, and you are part of that group that is is oppressed, you're you might as well tell the kid, like, if you live in a certain neighborhood, you're never going to get out of there. So you might as well be stuck. Well, like, well, you're limiting. But see, this is like, this is like to wrap your head around. Okay. So my, my, this would be my thought process. The me too movement. Mm -hmm. There are men in, in the working world who don't sexually assault women that work for them, right. who don't harass women that work for them. But to say, 
that me too, we, we can't say me too exists. We can't see me too exist because there's hundreds and millions of men that do good jobs and they don't assault people. That is just silencing the movement. And the people that are already doing good are going to continue to do good. But when we all talk about it and we all say this is unacceptable, then the people that are doing the bad thing are exposed more. And the people that are being oppressed or abused feel more able to talk about it and and get it rectified. Like, so I'm not saying the whole United States is racist. By no means do I mean that. I do think that there's underlying racism in the United States. And I think that as white people, you have to acknowledge it and you can't rationalize it away. And you, let's talk about the examples that where cops do great things and where, where, you know, a white person helps a black person and doesn't chase them down and shoot them. Like, let's, let's talk about how that's acceptable. And let's like white people get on board. Like, with the whole like uh Ahmad Arbery thing like let's fix it but to just like discredit it and say it that's you can't say that because that of course not everyone is racist well sure and I maybe misunderstood I I, I I misunderstood what you were saying by saying there's a inherently or whatever the, listen the bottom line is that I, I would never ever say and I think I said that at the beginning I'm never going to say that racism doesn't exist and I think that it, yeah. in instances where it's bad it needs to be it needs to be immediately fixed and I think it needs to be harsher and again all those things I said about the cops you need to have tougher penalties the biggest thing though the one thing that I was kind of maybe trying to explain is that while there is absolutely situations that are considered that are that are oppressive towards people of a certain nationality or ethnicity the reality is is that I think because I'm actually, I'm, I, where I want to go with this is I want to head to another point that I think is important. Okay. So I think it's important that we do not, that we try as a culture to not try and push so hard. And maybe you didn't say it, but I've, I literally have heard this, that, that you know, the, the racist country or whatever, whatever. It's important not to push oppression that hasn't happened yet onto the younger generation or onto anybody for that matter. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But it means that if you start putting it as just like it's a way of life, you automatically put a target on the person's back and you make them kind of feel helpless against circumstances they can't yet fix. When in reality, if you if you told them, hey, listen, you're a human, you have every right to be here, you can be great. Not be, it doesn't matter where you live, it doesn't matter what your color of skin is, you go out and be great. And then when something racist happens or oppressive happens, then you'd be outraged and you fix it. But then the kid is shocked by it. You don't need to protect them by saying, hey, listen, you're a victim. You're you're a Hispanic person in the middle of San Diego. You know, I don't don't think that I don't think that any parent says you're a victim or hopefully they don't. But I do think like, especially, I mean, I know that it may be silly that I'm referencing that show, but I think it's important as a parent, if I knew that there was a chance that my child was going to get in an altercation, I would absolutely let them know, Hey, the color of your skin may cause you to be perceived a certain way with cops. If a cop ever pulls you over, this is how I want you to behave. Like I would absolutely do that as a parent. Yeah. Well, that's just for yeah, the protection right. of my child. For sure. And then that situation too, because what that also is too, is that kid who's the one kid who knows like, Hey, listen, I'm going to be respectful of the hierarchy here and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put my hands out. That's, that's one thing. While we could argue that he doesn't, somebody could argue with me that says he doesn't necessarily, he shouldn't have to do that automatically, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just, he knows how to respect the authority. The other guy, he's displaying characteristics that I think are a bigger problem of something that where basically this, this humongous self-esteem movement that we have in the world where, and it's typically in some of the wealthier areas, but these, this self-esteem movement where everybody thinks that they're this precious snowflake and then we're not doing anything. So I shouldn't have to answer to you. It's like, well, it's a police officer. So you do have to answer to him and you need to stop talking, you know? Yeah. I agree that you need to like respect police officers, but I also, 
I think the self-esteem movement has ruined a lot of kids and a lot of. I don't know what the self-esteem movement is, and I do want my child to have self-esteem. We get you want them to have it, but it needs to be within the right framework, right? You know what I mean? Like it needs to be. It can't just be. The self-esteem movement is like like, this push that like everybody gets a medal. Everybody gets a medal. We all get first place. We're not going to keep scoring a basketball game. Yada 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 yada. That's nonsense. 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 And it's causing kids to think that. Yes, you're Sounds okay. like a topic for another day. Yeah, that's right. So I'll back away from that one. So anyways, but you're right. To your point, you're right. That kid should have been taught or shown by his parents, you know, in a way that's- Yeah, like I don't think that makes him a, makes it so that they're raising a victim. I think that, like I tell my kid when you're, I would tell my kid of any sort of like potential harm that could come his way. Just as you yeah. educate your children, don't run into the middle of the road without looking both ways. Like if there was a certain person that could potentially- I don't know. Did that scene? Would, let me ask you this about that scene because I didn't watch it, unfortunately. Yeah, um, and the, I have the boy seen that show, but I the boy wasn't being like overly. He wasn't be like, "Why are you pull? Why do you have us pulled over?" He wasn't. Yeah, like he being wasn't being. I mean, he was like, "Come on, officer, I'm not doing anything." Like you know, he was like being like that, and it very quickly was like, "Get out of the car!" And yeah. Just like, and he's like, "Are you serious?" And he just like ripped him out of the car. Yeah. Well, I will tell you what. But obviously, it's a movie, so it's not real. But I will tell you what. I have any interactions I've had with police officers, even at traffic stops, it is very much like, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Or no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I just, I don't know if that was how I was raised or how I just perceived the world or whatever, but anyways, have you ever been pulled over? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you get, do you get all? No. Okay. I usually cry. (laughs) That's right. I tried showing a cut my boobs one time. It didn't work as well. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> I got pulled over by this female officer and I, and I showed myself her boobs and it didn't seem to get me out of the ticket. That's gross. I didn't, that really didn't happen. Hey, no, so the, uh, the one thing, jail. the one thing I wanted to kind of get into though, that I think might, um, now I don't even know how, how it fits in and I'm not sure I should bring it up. Well, now you got to. You know, so it's one of these things, and I I think it's just a, it's something that's been in my head for a long time. That I think that there's a lot of, and this is not necessarily about racism, okay, mm-hmm. but this is about maybe the idea, or the culture, or I believe that this concept right here that I'm about to share is a concept that absolutely 100% can solve a majority of the problems in society, especially here in America, and it would really? solve them without. Are you sure like you just, want to say it or do you want to use it for your running platform for 2024? No, that's fine. I'm not ready for all this. Um, but I mean it. Is that, is that, and it's, it's not really like an idea that's going to need to be enacted. It's more of a concept that we all need to be aware of. And if we're all aware of it, we can kind of go, mm-hmm. oh, right? Okay. Let's and hit, that hit us is with it. raising kids with single parent homes, family units not staying together. Husband, father, wife, wife, husband, husband, Zimzer, whatever. Two parental figures showing their children how to have a relationship, whatever that relationship is, doesn't matter. Relationships are work. Sometimes you kind of argue with your spouse or significant other. Sometimes you did it, whatever, but you work it out and you stay together and you both love that child and you raise them. Mm. That. The, the breakdown of the family, and I don't know how we necessarily fix it. I do know I did, in the terms of racism, I did bring up, um, you know, I'm not sure it's a problem necessarily, but 
For example, in uh, this is from 2018 from the uh, Annie Casey Foundation. The percentage of 18-year-olds who are living, what does it say? Percentage of 18-year-olds who are living in, basically, percentage of, ki- of, percentage of single-parent homes, basically, more or less, mm-hmm. right? American Indians, 53%. Um, Asian and Pacific Islanders, 15%. Uh, black or African-Americans, 65%. Hispano, Latino, or Hispanic, sorry, Latino, 41%. White, non-Hispanic, 24%. Um, yeah. So we have certain, you know, for example, the African-American community, 65% single, single-parent homes. But arguably, I mean, from my perspective, you just said 24% of white people are the ones with single-parent home, single home families. They're the ones that are the racist people. Right. And I'm not saying, and that's why I said, that's why I hesitated to bring it up because it doesn't really fit in with racism. I just was on topic of thinking of like, okay, now I didn't mean to segregate out necessarily the races, but I wanted to just kind of highlight because you're right. 24% high, 65% high, 53% for American Indians is high. uh, 41% for Hispanics is high. The point is, I guess what I'm getting at is that no matter which, which demographic you're in, the reality is, is that there are so many single parent homes out there and there's families that are broken apart. And so you have kids that are broken in part and it, it's causing problems and it's causing frustrations and it's causing poor behavior, bad judgment. It's caused lack of, lack of, you know, direction. Um, I'm not, I can't, I don't want to go and say, I wonder how many people that are in jail had a father, but I bet you, if you did, a, if you did, if you went through the jail and said, Hey, what are you in for? Uh huh. Hey, did you have a dad growing up? Hey, next one. I bet probably the majority of them. Would be like, I would no, argue. I never knew my dad, and my dad left when I was four. Well, so men are the problem. So we can oh, all agree that men are the white problem. men are the scum of the earth. White, but any man who leaves and breaks up a family, or any two um, people that are not willing to kind of get through. But it. that's just criminals that get caught and are in jail. Sure. Yeah. All the blue collar criminals that are not caught probably had daddies that taught them how to embezzle. I feel like we're really like going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah. That's why I said I didn't want to bring it up, but oh. you made me. And well, so you shouldn't have. You're welcome. That's why Again, you should Greg, to me. you're a white man. You're part of the problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I also came with a solution. So you came part with a solution the, that people stay together? That families stay together. Families. But don't you think that arguably you could be divorced and still maintain a strong family unit? Uh, possibly. Income. You could be a single parent household and share custody. And I believe the better parent situation, the more that you get together and you keep, and you work on having a message of keeping families together, you raise up the next generation where your divorce rate goes down and then the next generation divorce rate goes down because the bottom line is nobody should feel ashamed because they have to get a divorce. And there's always circumstances that can warrant it, especially if there's something like spousal abuse or domestic violence, all that kind of stuff. hundred percent. I also know that there are a lot of people being very superfluous and not taking the concept of a relationship seriously, which falls back to my snowflake situation and all this self-esteem thing. People go into relationships with the wrong idea, the wrong preconceived notions. They don't know how to make it work. They get so self-absorbed and they're like, well, I'm not happy and why should be with somebody who makes me happy? It's like, yeah, but you got a kid. So now you got to be unhappy for 18 years because you got to raise that kid because your job is to bring that kid into a world with that knows how to have relationships, knows how to consist, you know. Craig, I think that if you're in, I think think a married couple that's unhappy could raise an equally as terrible kid as a single mother. I, but see, I, I, or a single father. I beg to differ. 
I mean, it depends on how. This is a whole other topic. This is a whole whole other day when I could just argue with you for an hour and a half. I'd like to go on record and say that I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up. (laughs) Just saying. But you did. Morgan made me and I'm weak. And this is, um, this is what we call gaslighting. (laughs) I don't even know what gaslighting is. What is that? Oh, me poking to like get, get a response. I is that what gaslighting that's actually is? actually gaslighting. But, um, All right, so racism. Anyway, racism is terrible. And we need to I, talk I, about it more, and we need not be afraid to talk about it. I think we need to be not afraid to talk about it. And then I, my point of today, all of today, is that I don't think that white people should tell black people that, they're, that it's not there. Like, just right. believe their experience, listen to it, and then work together because if we tell them that's not racist or you did, that's not your true experience, like sure. just listen to them. Say, okay, tell me more. Tell me how we can like, and then white people need to take action. White people need to work to make changes. Um, and I think even teaching your children not yeah. to be little fuckers. Kids aren't born racist. Let's be honest. They don't give a shit. One time Crosby told me there's only two colors of skin, light and dark. Like that's he not racist. Care. No, I don't think that's racist. What I'm saying is he doesn't care what color you are. He's right. Like, and there's brown skin. So that? Right. Yeah. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Do you have toys? Yeah. Do you have an Nintendo? Like, Actually, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. There's like all these like ethnicities. And, and right. he's like, no, nah, it's just either got pink skin or you got brown skin. It's not a big deal. And that's the attitude that kids have. Then they're taught like, oh. 100%. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. And I also agree that... Uh, we should we should really try to assume the position that you know what we should, we don't live in a racist nation and then any instances that come up need to be dealt with and handled and approached properly and approached together by everybody and that's the what we're disagreeing on is that you don't think you're uncomfortable with admitting that we are live in a racist nation and i'm yes. fine with it i feel like we need to acknowledge we need to acknowledge the elephant in the room in order to get the elephant out but I'm not denying, okay, so I'm not, I'm not saying, you're saying there's an elephant in the room, and I say, yeah, there is an elephant in the room, but the room is real big, and it's not full of elephants. And anytime I see an elephant, we need to call it out. But well, what thank I'm God, elephants that, are huge. They are huge. But We're what I'm saying is elephants. that- we got a lot of work to do. It's the, it's the difference between, like, is there an, un, there's, there are, like, there's pockets, or there's situational racism, not a tone- of racism that just that that swaths over everything. That's what I'm saying is 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 dangerous, because it's it's saying it's not saying racism a hundred percent exists a hundred percent it exists mm-hmm. and it's absolutely intolerable and should be dealt with, especially when it comes from authority figures like police a hundred percent. But to say that we are we live in a racist nation, I think I think the the wording of that is, is something that I'm like whoa 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 whoa. I, I'm part I, of this I, nation. I don't, I'm not racist, but I live in a racist nation. No, I don't think there's overall, we had a black president for eight years. How can we be a racist nation? However, it does not deny the fact that there was and is and, and, and continues to be racist people and racist events that need to be dealt with too sweet and with great force. Not force, like physical force, but like with, <laughs> with urgency. Now you're on board with the riots. They need to be. Oh, Jesus. That's all I'm saying <laughs> is that you can't, at, at a certain point, the, 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 the mantra of like, this is a racist country, racist country, has to shut up at some point. 
And we need to start going, listen, we're not a racist country, but there are some still chuckleheads that act racist. So we need to make sure that we stop those kinds of situations. And anytime racism does come up, it needs to be ex excused and, and gotten rid of because this isn't a racist country. It's like, hey, we live in a white hat, like a, or a, we live in a big pile of sand. No bricks are allowed. And, and a brick shows up, you go, get that brick out of here. But because there's a couple of bricks in the house, you don't go, we have a brick, we have a brick house. No, you have a house made of sand. I don't know. That's a really bad analogy. The point is, is that. Hey, Greg. What? I'm tired. You can pontificate all you want, but I'm not going to agree with you. Well, you know what? Fine. Where can we agree? Do we, can we agree on the fact that police, police maybe, this is that concept that I think you and I talked about, police whether it's brutality with race, police need to be held to a higher standard. Meaning, okay, why don't you tell me where we can agree? I think we can agree that white people need to be a part of the solution to end racism. Sure. They need to actively be willing to participate. Because they're often part of the problem. Yes. And even if you yourself are not racist, you can contribute to solving the problem. Right. By being involved and being a part of the conversation. Right. And helping educate your right. children, people in your community. That means dad, stay with your kids. Oh, jeez, you're pieces back. of yeah. shit. Just not, that's I was just kidding. Separate. We're gonna have another we're gonna have another debate about it. I was just right. kidding. I was just saying it. That was I think that was was that also gaslighting what I just did there? I don't no. Know what gaslighting is. There's a gas light in my furnace. Gaslighting is when you tell somebody like like let's say you the light was you t intentionally made the light flicker. And then I was like, the light's flickering. And you're like, no, it's not. It's when you make oh, somebody believe that they're crazy. That that's thought. mean. Yeah. I know you shouldn't do that. Cassandra does that to me all the time. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. I know she listens to these too. So I would be like, she'd be like, I do not. And I'll hear that from like the other room while she's vacuuming or folding my shirts or something. Yeah, doing a very traditional uh, <laughs> womanly thing. And I go, what was that, honey? The pies are done? Mm. All right. <laughs> Look, good old-fashioned mm. sexism. All right, I know we were talking about racism. racism. You really brought sexism. it all in today. I mean, we went from racism to sexism to, like, to like family Parents unit. need to stay together. I'm going to solve I mean, I'm not really sure what to even call this episode. I think it's going to be called racism. I think who, it's going to be called better? Greg's Soapbox. That's not my soapbox. Okay. Hey, you know what? This was fun. This was way more. F okay, that sounds weird. Yeah. Hey, you know this racism episode? That sure was fun. It's a great time talking about racism and such. That should be the clip. Never. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> this week on Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Well, it was nice I love knowing that you guys. And it was, it's been a good run. This is the week Greg and I break up and stop doing the podcast. No, I'm sorry. Um, I think we're good though. So we, I like what you said that we need to be a part of the dialogue. That is for yeah. sure because some people can be afraid to talk about, especially people with our complexion and in our socioeconomic status. We might. But go, I think uh, they can be defensive, as I think you were a little bit, right? Because they. Sure. Yep. I mean, I, I agree. Perhaps. Yes. Perhaps there is. And a level maybe of I'm not wording it correctly, but there's the, I get what you mean though. Like, yeah. Like, Oh, we're not racist. I'm not racist. So I'm not the problem. No, you're not like you're, but you can still be a part of the solution. Right. That's true. So, Hey everybody, li thanks for listening. And uh, I'll tell you what, 
this if this if this if this particular topic or what we talked about infuriated you, help us prove the point of this show and engage with us uh, on Instagram, Facebook, or send us in, or go to our website. Let me tell you why you're wrong. dot com. Um, and there's a contact us page, or even you can send us an email to podcast ywy at gmail dot com. Just go to our website. No, it, I think it's WYW. WYW. Podcast WYW. So podcast why you're wrong. Just WYW at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that what we want to do here is our hope, ultimate goal with all of our episodes that we do is that we want to prove that we can disagree and we still get along because we still want to hear if, we're, if you think we're wrong about something, for sure we'd love to hear about it. We're still going to be friends. We're still going to get along. Well, and here's I the deal. I love hearing about other we can't perspective. learn where our blind spots are. Right. If we're not sh- helped to be shown them. Right. And I will be the first one to say, oopsies. Nope. I was wrong. You're right. Mm-hmm. So anyways, because I know this is a hot button issue for people. So I want you to know that, listen, we do this out of, we love everybody. We want to see everybody uh, in a positive light. We just want to be part of, open up a dialogue and hopefully you know, some stuff that you uh, enjoyed and you want to engage with us. About. So do that. Morgan, why don't you, you? I got nothing. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Morgan. You have a good rest of your week, and uh, we'll 